Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Hi, fam. Welcome to this week's episode. I wanted to do kind of some themed episodes for February where we talk about love and relationships, um, aka Valentine's Day, which is totally a manufactured holiday, but like whatever, we can lean into themes and I get to do what I want because I'm the boss of this podcast. So hello. I hope you are so good. I hope you are thriving. Um, I hope that your February is going well. And if you are not listening to this in February, I hope that whatever month we are in is going well for you. I hope that if it's not, things turn around soon. Um, and I'm just so grateful that you're here. Like this podcast is something that I started a couple years ago because I just wanted to share and it has really grown into like a cool community. Um, Obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, I already know that you're cool. So that is, it's pretty exciting. Uh, okay, so let me see. What do we have going on? Uh, I'm doing master classes this year. So if you are interested in working with me, this is mm, kind of one of the only ways to work with me. I will be running a group program. That is a significantly higher investment. So if that is not in the cards for you right now, the master classes are where it's at for you. So they range between like 20 and $50, depending on where I'm sitting the price. Um, and they have a range of topics. So like I'm doing one this month on communicating in relationships and next month we'll have, we'll have other ones. So the best place to find out about those is if you follow me on Instagram at Amanda underscore chills, C H I L S that's in the show notes. Um, that's really where it's going to be, or you can get on my email list. You can do that through the website also in the show notes. Okay, cool. Let's get started. So last year, I did an episode about red flags. Um, if you just search red flags on my podcast, you will absolutely find it. Um, and I thought it would be fun this year to do an episode on green flags. Perhaps one of the green flags is that people are self-confident, um, which actually is a green flag. So these are in no particular order. These are just things that I think about When I think about relationship green flags, when I teach relationship green flags, and when I am coaching clients and doing therapy with clients who have come out of a really bad, imbalanced, or traumatic relationship, these like they literally have to learn how to be in a healthy relationship. So see, these are the green flags that I will go over with them. This is not an exhaustive list. Um, If I missed one, shoot me a message at Amanda underscore chills. Let me know. Okay, before we get into the green flags... I want to give you my analogy for relationships. So I developed a lot of analogies 
through working with clients because I end up teaching the same concept very often. Um, so while everyone's process and trauma and history are different, the things that they need to learn in order to heal, to be happy, to thrive um, are pretty similar. It's the same building block. So like things that I also teach in master classes, right? So I came up with this bicycle analogy for relationships and I will give it to you. So relationships, right? Two people, two wheels, which it doesn't have anything to do with that. The point is a bicycle has two wheels. You need both wheels for this bicycle to work. Both wheels have to be perfect for this bike. If the wheels are not right, this is not the bike for you. We do not get on. We do not ride. We are not riding the bike where the wheels are janked up and fucked up. Okay. So one wheel is the right person. Do they have the personal qualities that you want in a partner? Are they kind? Are they funny? Are they good with money? People forget that one. I'm going to, we're actually going to go over that. Um, we can adjust on the fly. Uh, are they respectful? Do you share the same values? Do they want children? Do they not want children? Do they like to travel? Do they not like to travel? Right. You understand what personal qualities are. So do they have the personal qualities that you want? Are you, are they attractive? Do you want to lick them? Um, any of those things. The second wheel is relationship qualities. Can they give you the relationship that you want? When you're being honest with yourself. Now, this is wholly dependent on you not doing all sorts of mental gymnastics to convince yourself that, well, if they changed, if they changed everything about them, we would have a perfect relationship. No, stop that. Burn it. Throw it off a cliff. Let a whale eat it. You never, no, 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 no. Okay, that's a red fucking flag. Go back to my red flags episode. You need that one. As they are, now everyone ideally grows over the course of a relationship, but as they are, can they give you the relationship that you want? Can they be the partner that you want? Can they be supportive in the way that you want? Do you share similar values as a couple? Um, do you both believe in similar things? Do you want to have children, not have children, live in the same area? Um, are you compatible in a relationship way? So the first wheel, again, is the person, the personal qualities. The second wheel is relationship qualities. You have to have both. A person who does not fit your personal qualities will never, ever, ever in life give you the right relationship. Ever. It won't happen. It automatically disqualifies this bicycle. A person who has the relationship qualities you want, a person who has the personal qualities you want, may give you the relationship that you want. But how many times have you had chemistry with someone, have been attracted to someone, and you're like, oh, we would never in life work in a relationship. I have a friend like that. Totally love them. Would never work in a relationship. Would just, it, would, it would never happen. You have to be honest about that. So that is also the wrong bicycle. So even if you vibe with someone, that doesn't mean that they'll give you the relationship that you want. We have to be honest about that so that we're not chasing a relationship that we know deep down when we're being honest with ourselves will not work. So it helps to think of relationships as a business transaction because they are. And you may be like, oh my God, Amanda, but where is the romance? Where is the fairy tale? 
we want that too. Listen, your girl, your girl is a romantic at heart. Okay. I love love. I love the story. Like I, (laughs) I love love. Okay. We are romantic at heart, but I'm also not a fucking idiot. Like I have walked enough people and I have lived in fantasy land where I was like, but they'll change, but they'll do it, but they'll do everything. No, 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 no. So we want to be pragmatic and romantic. I want you to have the love story. I want the love story, but we cannot have a love story with a turkey. Okay. We can't have a love story with a turkey if we want a horse. We have to go find a horse. We have to go find the person that fits both wheels, the person that we vibe with who can also give us the relationship that we want and will grow into the relationship that we want. Because obviously no one's perfect when you first meet them except us. Hello. But like you will be growing, right? But we do want the foundational things there. So relationships actually are transactional. I want you to understand that so that you understand it as a give and a take. And like, if you're not getting anything, if you're not getting what you want from this relationship, it's garbage. No, thank you. So without further ado, green flags in a relationship. Again, no particular order, but we'll go through them. Number one, the ability to communicate. I cannot tell you how many people come to me where a huge, 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 huge issue in their relationship is that their partner has no fucking idea what emotions are, how to talk about them, or how to actually solve a problem. What they do is they sweep everything under the rug and pretend it's fine. Imagine how that goes after 10 years. If you have lived that, you know how terribly it goes. And nothing gets resolved. If you can't talk about problems, you can't actually fix any problems. So what you end up having is all problems. And then people are like, I don't know why my relationship sucks because you never work through anything. So you and your partner need to have the ability to communicate. If you don't know how, you can learn. Hello, that's what a therapist is for. There are a thousand books on the topic. There are a thousand courses on the topic. There are YouTube videos on the topic. Fucking Google it. Like, it's not hard. But ideally, you have a partner who knows how to communicate, who knows how to say, hey, I don't like when you do this thing or this thing hurts my feelings or this thing is not okay with me. Can we do something else? It's that simple. I don't like this because of this. Can we do this instead? Amazing. And then find a solution that works for both of you. We want a win-win, friends. So the ability to communicate how they're feeling, what's working, what's not working, where they are in their day, all of those things. I need this from you. I don't need this from you. I'm feeling this way. I, you know, all of those things. Are they good with money? This is one that a lot of people miss because they don't think it's sexy. They think it's unromantic. They're like, but I don't care if we have money. I will love them forever. You will not love them if they take all of your money and make you homeless and ruin your life. Okay. Stop lying to yourself. That's not true. Like, are they good with money? Do they have, and this is a really, really sneaky one. It's something that like a lot of people, one, they don't really think about because a lot of us want to avoid money. And we have so much shame and guilt and like cultural bullshit around money that we're like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. We never have to talk about money. No, no, no. That's okay. That's okay. That topic is scary to me, but you have to talk about money. You are entering into the biggest 
financial partnership of your life when you have a long-term partner or get married. It's worse when you get married, not worse as in like more bad. What I mean is like when you decide to marry someone, your finances are legally intertwined. Your property is legally intertwined. Like that is the biggest financial decision you will make in your life is your partner. So if you marry someone who has a bunch of shit around money, if they can't keep it, they can never make it, they refuse to spend it, they never heal their money stuff, they're not in a good place with money, it will ruin you. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen this. So you want a partner who is good with money. I made this mistake in my own marriage. I married a partner who had no, it was horrible with money, literally left me $40,000 in debt when we split up. Like it was bananas. That happens all the time. Or maybe your money values don't align where like you like to spend money on vacations and you like to spend money on whatever things. And their mindset is save, 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 scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. Like you're going to have a bad time. This is one of the relationship values on the bicycle that I was talking about. Do your money values align? Are they good with money? Do they have a plan for retirement? This is where we want to be really pragmatic. Do they have a plan for retirement? Do they save money? Do they know how to spend money appropriately? Do they have a budget? Do they live within their means? Do they have, you know, debt on debt on debt on debt on debt that they don't care about, that they're not paying back because you're going to be stuck with that. That's not okay. So is your partner good with money? Now, again, people can learn. People can learn any of these things, but they have to be willing to learn, which brings us into the next one that I would argue is one of the most important things. If you turn the podcast off after this next one, you will have taken the most important thing. They have a growth mindset. They believe that they can grow and they're willing to do it. Now, I'm sure that you know someone who's stuck at like an 18, 19, 20-year-old mentality and they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, right? You know, people who are, you're just like, oh my God, they're so childish. They don't grow, okay? If you want a partner, a green flag in a partner, now, these also go for you as well, right? So make sure that you're checking against those lists and say like, oh, like, damn, maybe I have some work to do. We all do, right? Nobody's perfect. That's okay. Again, except for us. But we can learn any of these skills, right? Do they have a growth mindset? Do they believe that they can change? Do they believe that they can learn new things? Are they willing to do that? That is the biggest, biggest, biggest green flag because everything else is dependent on it. If they don't think they can grow, if they don't think they can do anything different. They don't want to, and they're fine the way they are. Thank you very much. You're going to be stuck with someone where you're going to keep growing and they're not going to. They're going to dig their heels in. And over time, that tension becomes so big that you either stop growing and you're miserable for the rest of your life or you end the relationship. So a growth mindset is bar none the most important thing on this list. Do they believe they can grow? Do you believe that you can grow? Another one that is so important, and the reason I put it on here is because it's so important. <laughs> We're just repeating ourselves today. It's fine. Is that they're kind. They're kind even when they're angry. They're kind even when they're sad. They're kind even when they're disappointed because you can be angry and kind. I was talking to a friend of mine about that, and they were like, 
they were saying how when I get angry, they can tell. And I was like, well, yeah, every, like that's normal. Um, cause I don't, I don't hide things. Like I will be angry if I'm angry, but I also make the choice to be kind. Am I as kind as I am if I'm happy? No, obviously not. Like there is a different level, but I'm not going to cuss somebody out. I'm not going to call somebody names. I'm not going to make them feel like shit. I'm not going to do any of those things because I can be angry and be kind. I can be disappointed and be kind. That is a skill. If your partner doesn't know how, if you don't know how, you can learn, which is where the growth mindset comes in. That is a skill that you have to learn. So if if your partner's mad and they start cussing you out and threatening you and hitting you and throwing things, that's not somebody who's kind. So a green flag is that they are always prioritizing kindness. That is a huge green flag. It's going to make arguments easier. It's going to make resolving conflict easier because now you're not afraid. So kind always. Can they express and process emotions? Can they tell you, I'm hurt, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm happy, I love this, I hate this, I'm nervous, I'm afraid, I'm worried. You don't want to live your life with someone who can't process emotions because I can tell you where that ends up for you. They're a ticking time bomb. That's a problem. How do you talk through things if they can't even identify how they're feeling? You can't. Okay, if people run from every unpleasant emotion, you can actually never talk about things. So can they identify their emotions, not just anger? Can they feel them? Can they process them or do they bottle them up? That's a ticking time bomb. Humans are pressure cookers. That's not okay. Now, again, they can learn, but they have to want to learn. They have to have a growth mindset. So they express and process emotions. That is a huge green flag. They're intelligent. Now, intelligent is relative, but you don't want someone who never thinks, who never learns, um, who just wastes their brain. Like you, you don't want someone like that. So you want someone, again, intelligent is relative. So decide what that means for you. Another huge one is that they're self-aware. I can't tell you how many people I work with where they will literally tell their partners, hey, you just did this thing. And they'll go, no, I didn't. One, that's gaslighting. Okay. If the intention is to manipulate, it's gaslighting. If they literally have no awareness of what they're doing, they just have no awareness. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I never do that. I've never done that in my life. Now, sometimes I'll do that because I'll I'll forget what I do, right? But then I'm like, okay, well, it, you're not making it up. Why would you come to me and make this up? That doesn't make sense. So self-awareness. Are they aware of how they act, how they treat people, how they're, like, just how they're living their life? You need someone with self-awareness because if you're coming to them with a thing and they just immediately tell you they've never done that thing, they don't know what you're talking about, it's a little hard to get anywhere. Here's one that I think is important, especially in the age of Trump. They don't believe conspiracy theories. Now, some people are like, oh, I just like to hear them. I think they're really funny. That's not what I mean. What I mean is like, let me tell you this. <laughs> let me tell you this conspiracy theory that I heard about yesterday from a client. So they have someone in their circle who believes that Joe Biden is dead. He was killed years ago. This is what they believe. 
Joe Biden was killed years ago and was replaced by an exact replica lookalike who is being controlled by Jim Carrey. Let me just let me just have that sink in for you. Oh, also Hillary Clinton is dead. She was hung in Guantanamo. Um, and she was replaced by an exact lookalike, but the person controlling her is just acting like like Hillary Clinton. Okay. Think about someone who believes that, like who literally believes that that is true. That's not somebody who's stable. That's not somebody who has good mental health. That's not somebody who can critically think. It's just not. So if someone, if you, they're a whole, they are in conspiracy theory land. They are in QAnon land. You got some problems. Okay, because they don't live in reality. So a green flag that we need is that they don't believe in conspiracy theories. Also, if you have one that's more batshit than that, please send it to me. I would love to hear about it. I would love to hear about it. Next, is they're kind to people who are in serving positions, waiters, waitresses, um, any restaurant staff, hotel staff, um, any like people that you have on staff, people who are not beneath them, but in a serving position. Like if they're the owner of a business, they're employees. If they're a manager, the people under them. Um, how do they treat people who in a power dynamic are below them? How do they treat people who have fallen on hard times, like homeless people or people who are houseless, uh, people who use food pantries? How do they treat people like that? If they treat them with kindness and dignity and respect, <laughs> green flag, let me gnaw on your legs like a chicken wing. Like, yes, bitch, that is sexy. But if they're mean to them, that's a red flag. That's a huge red flag because you are one step away from not being their equal. They may not even think of you as their equal. So be aware of that. If they're kind to people who have fallen on hard times, who are in active addiction, who are using social services, who are beneath them in a power dynamic, right? I'm putting that in quotes. That is a huge green flag. That means they respect people. They respect your sex. So I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of clients when they were in imbalanced or abusive dynamics, their partner would just talk shit about their sex. And this went for lesbian, gay, straight, bi, the whole thing. Like if your partner constantly talks shit about your sex, but you're the exception, you won't be when you break up. You just won't be. All women are garbage. All men are trash. Like, but you're, you're, you fit that criteria. Like, they're just waiting for you guys to break up so they can talk shit about you. Like, that's not okay. Um, so they respect your sex and they respect their ex. That's kind of, that's one that can be really sneaky too. Like, even if their ex was not great, was terrible, was horrible. They don't just trash them 24 seven. Like that's a red flag. We want people who can say like, yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, they were horrible. No, nothing that they did was okay. 
and they can just kind of leave it at that. So that's our green flag. They're honest, honest, honest. They are honest while being kind. Okay. This goes, a lot of these are related. So they're, they don't lie. They don't lie to you. They don't lie to themselves. They don't lie to other people. They're honest. That one speaks for itself. Do they have a sense of humor? Listen, I don't care how attractive someone is. If they can't laugh at themselves, if they can't laugh at the world, life is going to be very long with them. Okay. Because shit's going to go wrong and you're going to want somebody who can make it lighter. Humor. Here's one that we love. They apologize. (laughs) They apologize. I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry that I did this thing. I'm sorry for that. And then they fix it because an apology without changed behavior is manipulation. Now, are they immediately going to be perfect at the thing that they're changing? No, of course not. That's not realistic. Are they going to try? Yes, that is the expectation. That's the expectation. So they apologize and then they work to fix the thing. They help you. They help you in a way that you want. Okay, not that they save you, not that they do any of that, but they help you in a way that is helpful to you. So if you're like really struggling, let's say you're having a really bad day and you know you need to come home and make dinner and do some laundry and they maybe make dinner for you or they maybe do laundry for you or they say, hey, like, what can I help you with? That would be wonderful. But if you come home and they, um, uh, I don't know, they wash the windows and you're like, what? (laughs) That's not what I needed. Cool. So they help you in a way that's helpful. They respect your boundaries, not just the big ones, the little ones. Hey, I don't like when you do this. Will you stop doing it? Hey, I really love when you do this. Can we maybe do more of that? Um, this makes me uncomfortable. This is something that I like. They respect your boundaries. They don't shove over them. They just respect them and they listen. They hear what you're saying. A lot of people, you would be shocked, don't know how to actively listen. Maybe you wouldn't be shocked because you live in this world and people don't listen to each other. So they listen to you. They actively hear what you're saying. They're not always in their phone whenever you're talking to them. Do you hold similar values? Do you believe similar things about humanity, about government, about religion, about um, life? Not that they have to be the same, but they have to be compatible. So holding similar values, that's definitely on the relationship tire of this bicycle. Do they have friends? Are you allowed to have friends? That's a huge green flag. Do they have friends that they've had for a long time? That's a green flag. They can hold a relationship for a long time. Do they have a good relationship with their family? Now, that one isn't always, right? Because it can depend on people's families. Sometimes people are, they get really unlucky with the family that they have. So, like, if they don't have a relationship with their family, why? It's not automatically a red flag, but I would be curious to know why. But do they have friends? We want people who have friends so that you're not their whole world. That's not a healthy dynamic. So we want them to have friends. Are they accepting? Are they accepting of you? Are they accepting of things they can't change? Are they accepting of other people? We want people who are accepting and aren't just super, super critical. That's not okay. Uh, here's a good one. They hold consequences, but they don't punish you. You are not a child. And even children don't need punishment. They need consequences. They're not a prison warden. Okay. So they hold consequences. Hey, if you 
um, come home late for dinner after I've made it. You're on your own for dinner. That's your thing. Like you said, you'd be here at a certain time and you're not. So you need to figure out dinner. Um, if you yell at me and you can't calm down and have a conversation, I'm going to walk out. Like that's fine. But things like giving you a cold shoulder, things like literally like physically punishing you, taking things away from you when they don't like what you're doing. Those are all punishments. That's not okay. Again, they're not a prison warden. They're your partner. So holding consequences, we want people to do that because that just means they're holding a boundary. We do not want punishment. So a green flag is they hold consequences. A red flag is that they punish you. Do they believe in you? Do they think that you can do the things that you want to do? Are they encouraging to you? Do they say like, yeah, babe, you got this. Yeah, boo, go get it. Go get them. Go get them. You get them. That's how we love. Like, do they believe in you? Do they encourage you? That's important because remember, this person is going to be your partner for a long time. And you don't want someone who is critical of everything that you do and who cuts you down every time you have an idea or a dream. That's going to, that's going to make for a prison for you. That's not okay. So we want someone who's encouraging. Now, maybe they say, Hey, like, yeah, I really love this idea. Like, here's, here's where I may be seeing some problems or here's why I have some questions, but they're not going, Oh my God, that's so stupid. Ew. Why would you think you could do that? You hear the difference, right? Yeah, that would be so great. Have you thought about this or, Hey, I'm worried about this versus you could never do that. Why are you wasting your time? Huge difference. So they believe in you. They're encouraging. Do they make an effort with your friends or family? That is a huge green flag because think about a long-term partnership. You're going to be integrating your lives. So if they never want to spend time around your friends or family, that makes it kind of hard to integrate right now. They may not love your family or friends. And if they have like reasons for that, it's worth hearing them out. You know, like I really like your friends, but I don't really drink and, and they drink all the time. Like, that's not really fun for me. So can we find sober things to do with them? Or, hey, like, I, I know that you really love your family, but they're really critical of you and they're not very nice. So can we talk about that and make some plans for that? Or, you know, things like that. That's totally legit, right? But they they do make an effort with your friends and family. They can hold a steady job. This goes back to finances. This goes back to having relationships be transactional. Do you want to support someone who hops around all the time and can't keep a job? Because I promise you there's bigger issues there. So they can hold a steady job. Now that doesn't mean they're not ever job hopping, but it means that they're not just quitting over a 1% inconvenience every other week at a job. That's not okay. So they can hold a steady job. They treat their mental health. I cannot tell you how many clients I have where their partner is going through something and they refuse to get help. Okay, all it does is throw a wrench in the machine. Like everything becomes stuck for that. So that's not okay. You and your partner need to treat your mental health, whether that's working with a therapist, looking into medication, doing whatever works for you, okay? Like not the gym. The gym is not fucking therapy. So they're like, oh my God, I lifted out of the gym. No, 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 no. Go actually get someone to untangle the spaghetti in your brain and work on it. They take care of themselves. These are related, right? Do they eat well? Do they move? Do they go to sleep? Do they not abuse drugs or alcohol? Like you're going to want a partner who does those things. Do they have integrity? What I mean by that is, are they who they say they are? 
Do they do what they say they're going to do? Welcome to integrity. You don't want someone who's a hypocrite because that person is not honest. They're a liar. They have no integrity. So I'll go over this list one more time. Green flags, remember. They can communicate. They're good with money. They have a growth mindset. They're kind. They express and process emotions. They're intelligent. They're self-aware. They don't believe conspiracy theories. Okay, y'all, I'm telling you. That's a green flag. They do not believe conspiracy theories. They are kind to people who are quote unquote under them, hotel employees, restaurant employees, um, people who are in unfortunate situations. They respect your overall sex, male, female, non-binary, trans, whatever. They respect it. They're honest. They have a sense of humor. They apologize and they mean it. And then they work to change the behavior. They help you. They help you in a way that's actually helpful. They respect your boundaries. They hold their own boundaries. They listen. They hold similar values. They have friends. They're accepting. They don't punish you, but they do have consequences, but they're not punishments. They believe in you. They make an effort with your friends and family. They hold a steady job. They take care of themselves and they have integrity. So there you are. Again, not an exhaustive list in no particular order, but many green flags. So please, please, please evaluate any future partners via that list, and please evaluate yourself and your partner via that list. And if you need support in any of them, I'm definitely going to be doing a relationship masterclass, so you can purchase the replay if you can't make it live. Um, but like you can learn. All of those are skills that people can learn. So if you're like, oh, <laughs> I got called out just a little bit or, oh, no, my partner needs to work on some of these. Like, that's OK. You can learn. All of these things are learnable. So go forth and be happy. Um, remember to evaluate your partners. You want to actually make sure that they fit into your life and where your life is going. If you're on a big growth track, you're going to want someone who's on a big growth track as well. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a lot of distance and a lot of tension. And the bigger the distance, the bigger the tension. So, yes, if you have questions, um, if one of those like super, super resonated with you or any of them surprised you, shoot a girl a message. <laughs> Let me know. Okay, go have the most beautiful day and the most beautiful relationships.